KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Yikes! What was this, 2002? Because the final score of this basketball game, before I tell you who won and who lost, was 87-78. to No, it was played in 2021. I'll tell you who lost, Brady. Us! The viewing audience. The world, humans, even the aliens that are flying around New Mexico right now, if they kind of piped in on, like, what's going on? What's on TV right now tonight? Oh, so the Dallas Mavericks and the Oklahoma City Thunder. I've heard of those. I've, I've kind of flown around those cities. So let me check out this game. And then they said, you know what? This planet is ripe for regime change after what we just saw. Let's not go to Earth. It is a silly place. <laughs> it is a silly place. No, Oklahoma City loses 87 to 78. To the Luka Doncic-less Dallas Mavericks. But to be fair, Oklahoma City did not have George Hill. I'm Brady Trantham. That's Ryan Chapman. And Mr. Vibes himself, the producer, Matt Burton, pressing buttons. And he's kind of looking like he's a little freaked out over there because you're just like going back and forth. Are you okay? No, I'm fine. I'm just... uh... Okay. I don't know how to act. I thought you accidentally set the nukes off or something like. Oh no. God! What have I done? No. After that game, I don't. I don't know how to react. I don't know what to do with my hands. What is life? Know. That's what we need to really talk about. Let's not talk about the game. Let's just let's have a come to Jesus meeting and just let's all remember that we love each other and that other people care about us. Because that game was hard to watch. Yeah, it it was awful. Look, hey, do we want to hit the positives first? So that we can get, so so get out of the way. Ballot scoring night for the Oklahoma City Thunder as SGA 15, Maldon 15, Baisley, or 11, sorry for Maldon, Baisley 11, Horford 10, Jerome 13, and then nobody else did anything. So, you know, ballot scoring effort in the loss. They, they were trying real hard. But, man, th- this is one of those games where you thought the Thunder had a chance because they basically, outside of Hamadou Diallo, this team has been together. Finally, a, a run of games with everyone in the lineup. No one's in the protocols, things like that. Al Horford is playing. Tonight. Yeah, Al Horford's playing. This is the one game he chooses to play. Cool, cool, cool. Then you get the news Luka Doncic is out. All right, so you're probably going to get a flurry of effort from the Mavs out of the locker room trying to you know overcome that in the first quarter, but it'll all balance out so they can survive that blow. And then, oh my gosh, the defense. And... Look, it was off to a slow start there. Thunder hung around in the first quarter. That's usually the formula on a night when a team's missing a star. If you just can withstand the first quarter you know, burst of energy, you should be good. And, and the offense never got better as 23 points would be the best quarter performance for the Thunder. And, and that's a bad thing. Yes, it was an abysmal performance. Uh, I guess we can chalk chalk this up a little bit to the fact that the Thunder played what their last game on Saturday night so maybe there's when you play a game every other night in the NBA and then you have a random three to four day like vacation right before all-star break mind you I can I kind of walked into this thinking I can I can see a lethargic offensive performance maybe for a half but then Luka Doncic is reported to be out especially like an hour or so before tip-off Rick Carlisle Mavericks coach announced that and then I truly thought okay well I might see a bad offensive output for a half, but they'll they'll get things going. I mean, SGA's playing at such a level of uh, the last three or four games, uh, being snubbed from the All-Star game, that it's not going to last an entire game, right? But I'm just going to do everybody a little bit of a favor. 
I'm going to just name, I'm, I'm just going to list off the shooting performances. I'm not going to say who they were, but of every Thunder player who played tonight, except Ty Jerome, except Ty Jerome, I'm just going to roll through them right here. 0 for 4, 0 for 3, 2 of 9, 3 of 7, 1 of 9, 5 of 12, 3 of 11, 5 of 10, and 5 of 15. No one shot the ball well except for Ty Jerome and a little bit of Teo Maladon. Like that's what it was. Just nobody shot well except for guys that just don't take that many shots. Guys, I'm going to be honest. I'm still, uh, I'm still, I'm still just like I. I don't even know what we just watched. That's how bad. A lot of bad basketball. That's what we thought the Thunder were going to be like. You know, back in the off season, right? Yeah, exactly. This is what you had in mind, and like, oh, Thunder for sure getting the number one odds at the number one pick. Like, this is what we had envisioned. But seeing it now. I don't want it. I don't want any part of it. It's shaken my belief in about everything (laughs) I I hold dear. I'm struggling right now because this was, I don't even know, 78 points. (laughs) Did they try to do Did they take the under? And also, what is going on with the lighting situation in there? Yeah, we're we're, we're live on Twitch, by the way, and there's some uh, twitch.tv backslash the uh, franchise live, by the way, if you Mm. want to tune in. But... Mm. We might be close. Yeah, there's a little know. there's a little poltergeist situation going on in there. There's yeah, we, are, a, we are definitely fighting through lights. the horror movie lighting. It, it's thrown me off a little bit, but I, I think it's fitting for the offensive performance that yes. we just bore witness to. The lights to. are off, you might say, indeed. instead of them being indeed. on, which indeed. would mean that they would 78 make 78 points, guys. This isn't golf. You don't win by no. having a low score, Oklahoma City. What are you doing? I, it's one of those things too that look the Thunder have had poor shooting nights. They they, they shot thirty three percent. You have from the to field. try to score this few. In the yeah, NBA. no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you can put up thirty three percent of field goals and still, you know, score in the mid eighties. This and, was a college basketball game with two overtimes. What was the Baylor West Virginia score last night? Oh, uh, I I don't I have, have the final. It was for this you. score almost. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's ridiculous. But again, the Thunder had three days off. They have a back to back to finish off the first half of their season which ends tomorrow night against the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio how much motivation went into this game how much give a crap do these players have they're human beings Um, not the majority of this roster but a few of these guys have been you know they've been around for quite a while so I can imagine that there's not a lot of give a crap with these final two games especially with no Luka Doncic but still that was Given what we've seen out of Oklahoma City, Ryan, the last week and a half or so, like they've lost games. Uh, Denver was just a bad performance overall against a really good team uh, with guys who just don't match up well. Like if you're Oklahoma City, it's just a bad matchup. Michael Porter Jr. got hot in the first quarter. Tonight, like I think I told you guys out loud watching it in the first half, I was like, why do I feel like Dallas is just thoroughly dominating this game? But then I look at the score, Oklahoma City's down like three or four. So this this game was up for grabs. It's just Oklahoma City just was asleep at the wheel. Or they were lethargic at the wheel, and then they finally fell asleep in the third quarter. Yeah, it's and that's what's so weird, Brady. You talked about it's a team that didn't look motivated to play. That's the one thing that has been a constant with this team all year long because outside of George Hill Al Horford, put those guys aside, whether they're with the Thunder or not, they're going to have a place in this league for at least two to three more years. Then you talk about Shea, Dort, Baisley, those guys, unless they just go out and lay a massive egg all year long. They're believed to be the future of the franchise. Everybody else is playing to say either I'm a young guy and I want minutes 
or they're trying to, this is their audition to show why they should be in the NBA past this season when the Thunder shift back into uh, the mode where they're actually trying to build a winning roster. So to come out here and to do this against one of the worst defenses in the NBA, mind you, like I feel like we haven't even talked about that, is that the Thunder put up 78 points. Okay, awful. Yes, we've covered that. But it was 78 points against the Mavs. Against who, Western Conference Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a stalwart defensive team, anything like that. It was... Uh, this, is a, this is something that you almost say that they shouldn't forget because it's so bad that you hope it motivates them to just be like, we have to top this every time we go out there. But uh, it's... Yeah, this is not the right business to be speechless, but that... Like that, that's what the performance gave. There's been a couple of games this season where I have said, just throw out the tape. Like, don't, yeah, don't even watch the D- tape back. Denver, like, Denver. Yes, there have been a couple of games. This one, take the tape, burn it, have like some seance so that something like this never happens again. Tattoo it on your body so you never forget the pain. You never forget the pain the of shame. this game. Because just like you, Ryan, I'm. Honestly, kind of speechless. Like, because I don't know how I'm supposed to break down a game where the Thunder score 78 points in an NBA basketball game in three quarters, three separate quarters. They failed to score above 20 points. 19 in the second, 19 in the third, and 17 in the fourth. They'd have been. I don't know how I'm supposed to break this down. They'd have been better served to just stop scoring at 69. It would have done us all a good service. Exactly. What was when Alex Grinch took over the Oklahoma defense in that offseason? We heard that he basically, in everything they did, reminded them that they were like the 130th pass defense in the country or whatever. Every day at practice, he say he would. He wanted to tattoo it on everybody's body. Yeah, like like if like if you could, I would tattoo it on people's bodies. If I could forcibly tattoo a bunch of children, I would do it. Is what Alex Grinch essentially was saying. What what Dagnall needs to do at every single practice, they need to begin every meeting with the with seventy eight. They need to end every meeting with seventy eight. He just needs to randomly at like four a.m. roll over and in the group text, we scored seventy eight points against the Dallas Mavericks. No, the, I mean, again, like like you were saying, Matt, there are games where you play an opponent who just gets hot and they run away with it fairly quickly and it gets ugly. But that's what happens when you play, I mean, 82 games this year, they're playing 72 for obvious reasons. That's going to happen when you play that many games. That's why when we did the post-game show on Saturday night after the Denver game, I'm just like, I don't care. You know, They're going to have three days off. You have a good chance to go split 1-1 one and one or go 2-0 and oh going into the All-Star break. That should be fine. Games like this are just a, I think, a harsh reminder of the, the Thunder fan, the portion of the fan base that got that is getting excited that, hey, this team is too good to tank. There is some fact to merit that. This is a, this game is a harsh reminder of just how poor the talent is uh, in comparison to the vast majority of the opponents that the Thunder are going to play because Dallas did not shoot the ball well at all. I could rattle through their shooting performances, and it's just equally laugh out loud. They scored 87 points. They didn't have Luka Doncic. That's a big reason why. But it was never a case of Dallas had a hot quarter and they pulled away and Oklahoma City just couldn't overcome that. Dallas wanted to lose this game just as badly as Oklahoma City, and then Dallas just realized, well, I guess someone has to win it. Well, and here's the thing: like Christos Porzingis is a bad matchup for the Thunder, who lack a true like defensive presence at center. Luka Doncic missing. If you say Matt coming into the game tonight, Luka Doncic is not going to play. Porzingis, he's going to go the distance. He's only going to have 19 points and 13 rebounds. Oh, by the way, Josh Richardson, he's just going to go one from eight from deep. 
you're probably saying, wow, those are yeah. maybe the two best scoring options, two most consistent scoring options for Dallas outside of Doncic. Those guys, relatively for what they could have done, held in check, you feel great. And then you look up and the Thunder were down by 22 at one point yeah, in this you game. S- you say Chris Epsworth-Zingas had 19 and 13. Okay, respectable. He was their leading scorer, though. It wasn't a casual triple-double like Jok- or Jokic had. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Where Jokic just looked like he didn't even care. <laughs> he has a triple-double. Uh, and then if you're like, yeah, Josh Richardson was their second leading scorer with 16. You feel, you feel pretty yeah, good about your like, chances like, of winning. This is going really well. Yeah, this is great. Here's great defense. Thing. Yeah. Dallas was one of 22 from the three-point line until the end of the game. And then yeah. they hit like four or five threes. I think Tim Hardaway hit a big three uh, to help the Mavs get a little bit of a lead and some cushion. And like one of 22. And my brain is trying to tell me that the vast majority of those misses were just straight misses. It wasn't because of great Oklahoma City defense pressuring them into bad shots. It was just Dallas was missing open shots. So offense, defense, special teams, just a poor. One of the probably the poorest performances uh, that we've seen this year from Oklahoma City. I would hopefully uh, imagine all season long. This is going to be the This, this, has, this is, is going to be, be it. Worse. So, uh, Matt, let's uh, try and pick a Thunder player of the game. Now, the franchise Thunder player of the game. Brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. It's Ty Jerome, right? Yeah, I was uh, going to say Ty Jerome. Uh, sorry, it's, it's Milk. It's, I, know him as, I know him as Milk. Yeah, it's Milk. It's Milk's team now. I was going to say Ty Drum. Shout out uh, Darius Baisley having double-double, but it was... He had, what, 11 points on 11 shots? Yeah, he's th- 3 of 11 and 2 of 8 from 3. Now, so. three, of, 3 of 11 is an okay band in the 90s or the 2000s. <laughs> I think that amber is the color of your energy, but... Uh, it's am- the color, yes, yes. Suck is the color of this game's energy. It just... The vibes were off. <laughs> the vibes, vibes were off. So the vibe, the vibes game. were bad. No, but and I, like just really quickly before we get out of here, um, like, this this Thunder team... You know, there aren't, like, they're too good to tank, yeah, right, they are, but we all we all know they're not, like, that talented. Right? They're, not, they're, they're, they're not even 10 seed material. They have some talent, like, Atlanta, Shea, Shea is good, Atlanta like, they have is, talent, and they're all young, though. They I'm, are all young. I'm, so, it's like, it's like, how bad can it get? Like you said, Brady, like, this is going to be the worst game that they play. Yeah. Like, this is how bad it can get with... All the young players that you have, granted, they're talented and they're they're making their way, making their way downtown. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the the lighting situation still, still uh, creeping not me, ideal, still creeping me out. But um, but yeah, no, this is this is how bad it can get with this this lineup that is young, inexperienced. I mean, they have some talent here and there, but it, this is how bad it can get when you have an off night and everyone is off. This is how bad it can get. I mean, we're off. We're about to this be off. This is the worst. Rock bottom. Let's get off for the first seg- for the first segment. Okay, this is the first Take Thunder post game show. Ryan Chapman, Matt Burton, Brady Trantham. We're going to talk about this game a little bit more. We're mainly going to throw roses at Ty Jerome because this is Milk's team now. Like we said, bye bye Shea Gillis. Just kidding. And then we're going to go around the association. There are plenty of candidates for Thunder Take Commander of the Game. So stay. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 1077 The Franchise. You know the vibes? Hey, we're back. We have returned, unfortunately, for this game and the postgame show. Speaking of, I miss Dennis Schroeder. He was fun to watch every other night. I was about to say, this game could have used a Dennis Schroeder. Someone that was just going to say, look guys, 
No one wants to be good at basketball tonight. That's fine. I, I might not even be good at basketball, but you know what I'm going to do? If I'm going to explode, if the wheel is going to come off the wagon, it's going to be spectacular. It's going to be intense. Glorious. I'm going to the lane hard. I'm getting to the rack. Instead, what you got was just timid basketball all around. Yep, and I mean, not even Moxie Kleba had a good game. He was 3 of 8, and his team won. Yeah, the Dallas Mavericks defeat the Oklahoma City Thunder 87-78. to This is the first Take Thunder postgame show here on 107.7 The Franchise. I is Brady Trantham. Over yonder is Ryan Chapman. Saw, dude. And that's Matt Burton yep. on Twitter. That's I am Matt Burton. And then Radio's Ryan on Twitter. And then I'm Brady Does Sports. You're also listening to the OKC82 podcast. Because as soon as this is over, Matt presses a few buttons, uh, puts in a secret formula, then kind of gives me like weird eye contact, and poof, all this audio is on the podcast feed. So if you're just now catching the show, wanted to get the first segment, don't worry. It'll be up on the OKC82 podcast feed, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And it's free. So very, very sexy. The exact opposite of this game. Uh, guys, let's get a little bit more, uh, let's get a little bit, lo- little bit more specific. Uh, English is sometimes hard for me. Apologies. Uh, let, let's start with the top. Shea Gillis Alexander, 15 points on 15 shots. 5 of 15 from the floor, 1 of 4 from the three-point line. Uh, three assists, three rebounds. I will I will admittedly say this, though. I mean, we've dogged this game. We've dogged this performance. I saw four or five layup attempts from Shagos Alexander that he has hit all year, and he has hit last year. He has hit as a rookie. He hit at Kentucky. That just did not fall. Like, they just simply did not fall. Uh, would that have made a big difference? Maybe, because Oklahoma City had a... Uh, they had more than a chance... Uh, in the waning minutes of the fourth quarter, until about the three-minute mark, that's when Dallas kind of got a 10-point lead, and it was over from that point on because Oklahoma City wasn't shooting well. But, Ryan, if if Shea hits those shots like he's done all season long in the first, second, and third quarter, it's a different ballgame. Oklahoma City may even have a lead, and then, of course, everything kind of is different at that point. Well, yeah, and I think it's one of those things, too, that like we just kind of talked about, Dennis Schroeder last year was a, a spark plug guy. This game was missing that. Hamadou Diallo was that for this team. Karich Williams at times has been that. Kenny Hustle gave it some good minutes tonight, but was ultimately uh, just not as effective as he has been at times. So I feel like that would have gone a long way to just settling everyone in. Because like Matt was talking about in the first segment, this is a very young basketball team, and it's very easy when someone's not having a great shooting. Like, like when you go out there and you see Shea's not hitting early, and you know you're Darius Basley and you're not hitting early, like th- that can be contagious. That, that can spread all over the floor. So there were none of those you know, just highlight real drives that we see on ESPN the next day. You know what I mean? Like, there was nothing to provide any spark, really, at any point. No huge, ferocious dunks, no big blocks. And and Shea can bring that as far as, you know, hitting those circus layups, getting to the lane. And just, we've seen it at times this year. When he gets going and fired up, that intensity, it's it's what you talk about when you, you talk about a guy like Russell Westbrook. That, yes, there are some nights where you feel like he's just, doing it himself but he always just has that you know he plays with that hatred of a thousand sons about to explode see things like that and that can carry you through late in some of these games so yeah it was missing tonight and for me it's not a panic button moment i'm not worried about it brady like you alluded to this is an awful spot for the thunder a long layoff in nba years um heading into the all-star break 
and Shea just had two or three shots that all of a sudden they don't fall. We're talking about, or if they do fall, we're talking about him going seven or eight of 15. We're talking about how he had another efficient scoring night, just had no help, things like that. So not a panic button moment, but that is definitely something that could have flipped this game and made it viewable. I mean, Matt, please tell me why, uh, unless... Just tell me why it's wrong to think that if Shea Gillis Alexander was just simply faster, he'd hit those legs. <laughs> I think that's more for uh, you and Christine to tell me why. Oh, that's a he's Christine Butterfield thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's he's not fast, so uh, he can't be good. Fair um, enough. But no, he, <laughs> um, this was just. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Someone someone said something in my ear. That was a terrible radio. Great joke. <laughs> it, was, it was the guy with the soccer just caught me off on. guard. Caught me off guard. Um, yeah, no, Shea missed a couple ones that he normally hits, but this was overall just everyone. Like you said, Ryan, missing shots. Is, like, hitting hitting shots is contagious. That is, that is contagious, but also missing shots is contagious, too. And it was a uh, spread like the plague tonight through the, uh, through the thunder, so... Well, I mean, let's let's go from from bad to to, worse. to even worse. Uh, Darius Baisley, eleven points on eleven shot attempts himself, three of eleven from the floor to go along with Al Horford's ten points, five of twelve from the floor, and then Lou Dort has his second uh, terrible game offensively in a row with five points, one of nine, which I think is about the same thing he shot uh, field goal attempts wise and results wise. Uh, last Saturday night against Denver. So two bad games in a row for Lou Dort, who just made the uh, Rising Stars Challenge, a game that will not be played, along with teammate Teo Maladon uh, for the world team. So Oklahoma City has some all-star clout. They at least going to 2K it. Like, I, I get that no one's really wanting to sit down and watch the 2K thing anymore. We've done a whole year of eSports, all that. But the least I can do is 2K it. Yeah? What, simulate it? <laughs> Call it good? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, I'd I'd be more up to that. That just that's what they should do. Instead of having players actually play Madden or Two K, they should just have them in a Zoom call watching the simulation, something they truly have no control over, and just whine about their ratings. And oh, I would have made that shot, and I think it'd be more interesting. Well, really, there should be a new NBA rule that if you haven't, if both teams haven't cracked fifty at halftime, just simulate the second half <laughs> because it was what forty five, forty nine, forty two Dallas at half. All right, just sim it. You know, let's all go home. Yeah. We've all got lives. Running these, clock, running the, clock. In the half these players half. have wives or girlfriends or a wife on the side. You know, like these things need to be taken care of. Let's just all go home. Oklahoma City has disconnected from the match. The Thunder won the fourth quarter, though, 17 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> so, such a bad basketball game. Not even like, like obviously, the Thunder, this is the worst game that they'll play Dallas all year. Play Dallas well. played terrible. They played so bad. They, they, randomly, they randomly got a 10-point lead late, like with three or four minutes to go in the yeah. fourth quarter. Oklahoma City still had a chance. And if Dallas didn't go on that mini run at the fourth at the end of the fourth quarter where Tim Hardaway Jr. just hit like two or three threes all, all of a sudden, Oklahoma City still very much loses, but they lose this game like 79-72. to 72, And we're doing this post-game show saying, uh, that was a bad performance by Oklahoma City, but it was almost just as bad as Dallas, so we're just going to chalk it up as just two bad nights that happened in the same arena. And that, that could happen, too. Just like one team gets hot, the other team is kind of average, and then you look at the final scores, 126-92. to 92, It's like that happens. That could have happened tonight the opposite, but Dallas just got randomly hot. Oklahoma City had no answer for it. And that's where we're going to get into the good, because Ty Jerome, I guess, should have just played all 48 minutes tonight. 
Five of seven from the floor. Guys, Ty Jerome has played three games thus far for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Going back to, I'm sorry, Ryan, uh, the Atlanta Hawks win, which seems like an eternity ago. Uh, that was a his, whole coach go. That was, uh, yeah. For my Hawks. Shout out, uh, shout out Lloyd Pierce. Um, if he, By the way, if you're listening, Coach, uh, call in. Just call in because we know you're not really doing anything right now. So feel free to call and tell us why we're all stupid. But hey, Lloyd's a great guy. He's a nice guy. I've talked he's, to him a few he's times. He's a very, very, very thoughtful, great dude. Is Trey Young a coach killer? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll save that for around the association. Um, no. Ty Jerome's played three games thus far. Atlanta, Denver, and uh, tonight against Dallas. He's shooting 60% from the floor <laughs> combined in three games. Here's his stat line. His first game against Atlanta, he had nine points. The big thing was seven assists. Uh, five, to go along with five rebounds. Then against Denver, he has 15 points, two assists. And tonight, uh, five, of, five of 11 from the floor, or no, seven, five of seven from the floor, excuse me, to go along with 13 points, two assists, and three rebounds. He has been such a surprise. He's been such a surprise. The only really bad thing you can look at numbers-wise is that he's kind of foul-happy. He had four fouls against Denver tonight. He had five. Um, but for a player, Ryan, that's was hurt all season long and then just went to the bubble for a, about two weeks and then got called back up uh, into the NBA with the Oklahoma City Thunder and a guy with little to no expectations from the Chris Paul trade. I mean, people even forgot. I mean, shout out to, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but somebody that we know was like, who who is Ty Jerome? Like, who is <laughs> My that? dad, my father, yes. <laughs> well, there you go. Shout out Coach Burton. <laughs> um, we're, we're throwing everyone under the bus. Some tonight. people didn't know who he was, but for a guy with that low of expectation and this quick of a turnaround, like, it's a little silly of me to thank this, but I'm really excited to see what Ty Jerome can do with the rest of this season as we get into the second half after the All-Star break. Well, Brady, you're not going to pat yourself on the back, so I will. Like, you know, Brady deserves a lot of credit if you listen to the OKC82 podcast in the preseason, if you listen to his hits on the franchise, things like that. Ty Jerome's a guy that he kind of circled after that trade as saying he's not the sexy pick, but he is... A guy that could come in and do some damage on the second unit exactly for what we're seeing. He's a smart basketball player. He understands. Like, it's rare you see a guy that just is so self-aware. They absolutely understand their physical limitations and don't try to play outside of it. That's why I think he's come in and hit the ground running. Like I was saying on Friday, what's so impressive, we talk about Alexei Pokashevsky. We understand it's going to be a long-haul um, project, all that stuff. That's fine. But Pokashevsky went from the NBA game to the G League bubble and he struggled to adjust to a slower pace of play with worse basketball players. There was still an adjustment period going from the NBA to the G League. You're reversing that where it should be even harder, all that stuff. And Jerome just hit the ground running. He's been excellent. So I would caution, you know, it's easy night to night to night when you string together three, five games that are really great. Think back to the first five games of the season and the narrative around Lou Dort. Oh, my gosh. He's the third splash brother. He all of a sudden's found a three-point shot that's going to be consistent, things like that. And we've seen that he's just a streaky guy. He, when he's hot, he's incredibly hot. When he's cold, he's incredibly cold like he was tonight. So uh, let's give it you know, 10, 15 more games to, to see what he can be. But so far, we've seen nothing but... Uh, plenty of fodder to, to be really excited about what Jerome could do on the second unit, Matt. Yeah, no, Jerome, and that's why he was, that's exactly what he was kind of drafted out of Virginia. Like, I remember watching him at Virginia, 
And he was in between naps. You remember? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just you know, Virginia. I, well, I, yes, I hate watched Virginia. Yes, I only watched <laughs> yeah. the last five minutes because I got a notification that said UMBC is about to beat number one seed Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I went through a period of time where I was really depressed and had a lot of self loathing, <laughs> so I just wanted to watch Virginia play basketball. Well, no, Virginia just kept winning fifty to forty, and I was like, "How do they do it? How do they do it?" And uh, yeah, I quickly found out. No, but uh, Ty Jerome, he is a he was a like pass first point guard at Virginia. He can shoot it. Obviously, he's got a good shot. But you okay, Brian? So I I just had a realization. You could carry on. Carry no, on. sorry. He's a, he's a pass first guy, and um, he he would shoot it. He he wouldn't shoot it a lot. He would shoot it if necessary, really. If everything kind of broke down, he wasn't like actively searching for a shot at Virginia. He was more of a pass first guy. They had Kyle Guy and I think DeAndre Hunter. So he was like passing more to them. And uh but he could shoot it and I don't know, he impressed me whenever watching whenever I was watching him at Virginia. And uh he was like I think one of the either second to last or last pick in the first round. Yeah. Uh, a couple years ago and I think that's exactly why they drafted the Phoenix Suns drafted him. They saw potential as a guy who would come off the bench, kind of facilitate and stuff, and then shoot, find a shot when he when he has it, and that's kind of what he's doing now. Uh, he was searching for a shot a little more, but tonight because well, he was the only one who was hitting, so he got, he kind of had to. But I, I like him going forward. I mean, he's still still pretty young. Just need to stop the old uh, the old uh, injury train. But no, he, he he's uh, he's shown a lot. The percentage the percentages won't stay what they are, but. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. The epiphany I had that almost derailed Matt. Apologies. Yeah. No, you're good. I, we considered that maybe he was the only member of the Thunder who played well tonight because he's the only one with tons of experience so playing in low-scoring, yes. ugly basketball games. He's, he's like, like, guys, what the hell are you doing? Like, This is, this this is, is our bread and butter. I know what I need to do. This is what basketball should be. <laughs> yeah. Basketball in its purest form right. where everyone's shooting 33% from the floor. Just defensive juggernauts going mm. in. <laughs> The defensive juggernaut, Dallas Mavericks. It's like, I'm home. No, no, look, I mean, you guys are right. Like, I'm not expecting him to shoot 60%, you know, high 50% clip at all. I'm just expecting him to be able to come in and do his job. That's what I was excited for coming into the season. And originally, I was excited to see potentially Shea Gillis Alexander, uh, Ty Jerome, and Ricky Rubio. I was excited to see that because that's those are three point guards that can all do three different things, albeit I was really heavily relying on just a gut feeling with Ty Jerome because his rookie season as Phoenix Suns Reddit will tell you I'm sure they're still pissed off tonight after what we after what they saw if they caught this game uh but I was heavily relying on just offense with Ty Jerome because uh, his rookie season there wasn't a lot to be excited for but I was excited to see how those three point guards would mesh together cuz I'm assuming that Oklahoma City wants to continue the trend of having multiple guards on the floor that can all handle the ball, that can all run the offense, and that basically you can allow Shea Gillis-Alexander some nights to uh, play off ball because he's just as good off the ball as he has shown to be this season on the ball. So all this all this means is that Oklahoma City, and it's still probably too early to even say this, guys, but we know what we think we have with Teo Maladon. That's a that's a good, young, talented prospect at the point guard position that you could be excited for moving forward to yeah. get, play alongside Shea Gillis-Alexander just to see what you have. Tony Parker, too. Yeah, that that's of course obviously the, that's the average ceiling. You know, we could you know you could say Michael Jordan. You know, 
Right, I was about to say he he can't like he is going to be prime Tony Parker. No, French in, in will. There's, years, no, the there's NBA, no doubt about that. In 40 years, the NBA logo is going to be Teo Maldon like smoking a cigarette <laughs> out with the the long cigarette holder. You know that that's what the French do, right? Well, yeah, of course. Okay, with the baguette and a little snail. He's eating a little s cargo <laughs> or s cargot. Eiffel Tower in the background. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well. Well, let's go from bad. <laughs> let's go from good to bad, and go straight to the the tank commander of the game. We're good. Tanking. Yeah. 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 No, I'm sorry. Sorry, we're going. We're going. Tanking through the quad and into the gymnasium. Come on, everybody. Quite a list of names that, you know, names that we haven't called that that often for this segment this season, the Thunder Take Commander of the Game. We can go basically anywhere except for Ty Jerome and probably Teo Maladon and maybe even Shea Gilles Alexander because, yeah, he's the leader of the team and he didn't play well, so that's, of course, why Oklahoma City didn't win, right? I mean, like we already pointed out, he missed a handful of shots that he's just hit all year long, and so it's just a bad shooting night you know, that, that happens. So I'm not going to... Basically, if any of y'all pick SGA, Teo Maldon, or Ty Jerome, I'm going to ask you what you're on. So, Matt, I'm let you go first. Okay, I'll go first. I will not pick any of those because I'm not going to incriminate myself with you asking me what I'm on. Um, I'm going to go Lou Dort. Vibes. You're on vibes. Yeah, Lou Dort. One for nine from the field. One for nine from three. You sound mad. Sound I, like you I don't. More. I No, I'm just saying, like, this game, I'm still just... I don't know how I'm supposed to break down this game. He had no one to shut down. It ruined his vibe. Very true. No Luca, and so he he couldn't get up for the game. Should have put him on That's Zinger. Right. Yeah, no. I'm tired of breaking. <laughs> I'm tired of breaking down this game. Ryan, I'm gonna go a little off board here. A guy I was really disappointed in. Former member of the Dallas Mavericks, returning back to the American Airlines Arena. Big revenge game. You can be that spark for this team off the bench when there was nothing else. My friend Justin Jackson comes in 0 for 4 in his seven minutes. One dime, two boards. But man, I was just I was just disappointed. Like, come in, take that upon yourself. You are trying to prove this is why you should keep me on your team. I can come in, I can be an energy guy. He's played some spot duty point guard. Like he has he has the skills to come in and make an impact off the bench sometimes. Tonight, just nothing. I'm like, how do you come out flat? Come on. Live a little. He only, played seven, he only played seven minutes. He had the least amount of impact on this terrible game. So, well, awful. you know the rule. And he's he, he's yep. skirted yep. the rule the, the last few times we've had a legitimate tank commander of the game. Uh, so, he's whenever due. Justin he's Jackson plays, he's the Thunder tank commander of the game for me, and he is certainly deserving of it tonight. Even though, like Ryan said, he, or you you said, Matt, they no little to no influence on this game. Just so bad. I'm just I'm just upset. Like. Look, you're not the Jackson I wanted, but you're the Jackson I've got. <laughs> I got really excited that LA, you know, doubleheader, starting to see something, coming back, revenge game, nothing. Nothing. Like how? How? Not a finger. Also, I do not remember Mike Muscala getting minutes. I'll be honest, if, for three if I'm watching the games <laughs> now without my contacts or glasses on and Ty Jerome has the ball. He looks like a small, like from that distance, he looks like a smaller version of Mike Muscala now. 
I went the beard. Yeah, I, I went. But there. he plays better. Just coach on the floor. Yeah, scrappy. <laughs> he brings his lunch pail, puts on pants one one leg at a time, just like this show, the first take Thunder post game show in which we are talking about a game where the Thunder scored seventy eight points, not in a win, but in a loss to the Dallas Mavericks, who scored eighty seven, which by my count is more than seventy eight points. Wow, wow, wow! But don't worry, Oklahoma City Thunder are back in action tomorrow night against the SAS. SAS. You may know them as the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> you and everyone else you know yes. may know them as the San Antonio Spurs. Exactly. Matt Burton, our producer at I am Matt Burton on Twitter. Ryan Chapman at Radios Ryan and me, Brady Trantham at Brady Does Sports on the Twitter machine. We got around the association where we can thankfully talk about some other stuff other than this game for just a few minutes coming up on the other side of the break. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show presented by TotallyTickets.com on 107.7 The Franchise. I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Those Dallas Mavericks, high-flying Mavericks, that didn't have Luka Doncic tonight, so that added to the overall boringness of the game that we all watched. Defeat Oklahoma City, 87-78. to 78. Uh, No mercy was shown. To the viewing audience, really. To the viewing audience. Uh, this game deserved uh, orange jerseys and red jerseys. Yeah, I would say so. Sorry, Brady, they deserve sunset jerseys and red jerseys. Well, excuse my arithmetic. Yeah. Sunset is the preferred nomenclature here. I just got the memo from the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's my bad. That is my bad. But don't worry. We're here on the Thunder First Take Post Game Show. The Thunder put out a press release saying my bad. Is that what they said? Uh, no, they said it's game? sunset. They're sunset, not orange. Oh, no. I thought, I thought you said that they sent a press release out saying my bad. Just somebody game. photoshopped Sorry. that Michael Jordan press release when he came back out of retirement <laughs> and just said I'm back and just say my bad. My bad. Look, hand, hand up. Hand up. My bad, guys. I'll say this. I bet there's not any season ticket holders complaining about not being able to watch a game in person after this performance. Oh, boy. I mean, they were like... 32 Dallas Mavericks fans there in attendance down at American Airlines Center in Dallas. And they, I'm sure they were just equally as like, this was a waste of money. Yeah. I could have watched this win from home. <laughs> Hopefully, the people uh. down there have power. I, I mean, I, I, thinking about our good Texas friends down south of the border. So, uh, hopefully, everybody's good and safe down there, able to, to, uh, enjoy bad basketball like we watched tonight. But don't worry, Ryan Chapman's over there, Matt Burton's over yonder, and I'm Brady Trantham. We're going to have you covered for just a few more minutes of Thunder Basketball Talk, but foist. Let's talk about something else because my brain hurts. So, Matt, take us around the association. Gladly. I will gladly talk about any Let's other trash game. the Hawks since Ryan's Any here. other game. They're so bad. I'll start off with the Hawks because they won. They won today. In Orlando, 115 to 112. Trey Young, 32 points to lead the way for Ryan. Uh, so uh, he, ba- he basically won them the game. What was his plus himself. minus? I'm sure it was still. Uh, I didn't see the plus minus. Like plus three. I He's the only the, dude that can drop 35 and be like a plus two. The plus minus was three because they won by three. So there you go. There you go. That's shout the out pl- only plus minus that matter. Shout out class act Nick McMillan, who was like, I was uncomfortable taking the interim job. I wanted to call Lloyd. 
make, make sure everything sure was good. Right. No, yeah. bro, you're taking the job. It's a it's a head coaching job in the NBA. Like you're you're taking the job. We no, get it. No doubt. Lloyd gets it. We don't no need the, we don't need the dog and pony show. The uh, Indiana Pacers get a win tonight in Cleveland. 114 to 111. Malcolm Brogdon led the way with 29 for the Pacers. TJ McConnell had 16 points and 13 assists. That's that sentence you just read was just as boring as this game. <laughs> Is Laverne almost TJ Leaf and or TJ McConnell and Malcolm Brogdon? Yes, Malcolm Oof. Brogdon. Man, that they're good basketball players, but oh I, Malcolm Brogdon, they're Virginia, not fun baby. to watch. Virginia's finest. I was about to say, I, I like Malcolm Brogdon. I mean, he's good. He is a high-end role player, but man, is he just boring. He just he, another Virginia product. He exudes cool, in my opinion. Yeah, cool, just boring. chill, yeah. cool, boring, a chill, yeah. a chill, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milwaukee's like, yeah, I mean, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Milwaukee's like, man, if we had a player like Malcolm Brogdon, we'd be really good. We wouldn't have needed to trade the farm for <laughs> right. Drew Holiday. Yeah, we'd be really good. We'd be so good if we had Malcolm Brogdon. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers get a win in overtime at home against the Utah Jazz, 131-129. to Apparently some uh, controversy. Controversy, yeah. Donovan Mitchell not happy. Not happy. Uh, he's going to get slapped with a fine. Uh, at the After the game, he basically said, there's a, paraphrasing here, there's a campaign against the Jazz. The refs cost him the game. As he was leaving the podium, he was like, God, that's malarkey. Bull malarkey. So, Donovan Mitchell. And said that there's a bunch of conspiracy. There's, oh man, I have to say it. Okay, I have to say it. Explain, explain it for there the was, listener who yes, doesn't have Twitter. Yes, the listener who doesn't have Twitter. I don't know this guy's Twitter handle or anything like that, but this is not me. This is not. Any one of us saying this is not, not endorsed original, by Matt Burton. Not an original idea. It's just funny. It was just a funny comment that I can't help but read. But it was basically like Donovan Mitchell was saying post game that like this always happens to them. The refs are like always just like doing this to Utah, only to Utah. It's rigged. And this guy in the comments says more like QAnonovan Mitchell. <laughs> And I, with all these conspiracy theories, and I lost it. That was just a great comment on Twitter. That's just funny right there. Twitter can, is the best of times and the worst of times. I can never not see that now. Anytime I see Donovan Mitchell, I'm just going to say Q and Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. It's so good. It's so good. Man. What is it this time? Did we fake the moon landing? Right. Yeah. Are birds actually the refs real? Are, the refs are actually lizard people. You know, They're yeah. reptilians, right. man. Yeah. Think about Think it. About it. Don't be a sheep. Don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, let's read, move on. Read the, read the transcript. Yeah, uh, Detroit Pistons get a win in Tampa slash Toronto tonight, uh, one twenty nine to one oh five. Um, let's see. Big night for the Thunder. Moving Six. day at the bottom. Yeah. Wayne Ellington led the, led oh, the Pistons no. in scoring with twenty five. Well, there's your problem, and, uh, and they won, guys. Mason Plumley, yes, Mason Plumley. Triple double. Oh. 14 points, 10 assists, 11 rebounds. Now, Matt, it's just Mason a- Nikola Jokic Plumley has a uh, triple double. <laughs> Does he have DeMontis Sabonis and, potential? And Dennis Smith Jr. had a triple double. What is going on? 10 points, 11 assists, and 12 rebounds for Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> well, Matt, it's not as impressive when you remember a triple double is just an arbitrary stat, uh, you know, <laughs> right, marker. Yeah. They were stat batting. Russell basically. Westbrook made it okay to get them, I guess. Right. The longest time people were afraid of them, and Russell's like, no, it's okay. You can go go chase them. And another triple double for James Harden tonight as the Nets get a win in Houston. 
Yes, first trip back to Houston, 132 to 114. Is that his first trip back to Houston? Yeah, he's getting his jersey retired. Saying? Yep, getting his jersey retired. Apparently. Uh, and and we found this out the other day. I did not know that Tim and Fertitta owned the Saltgrass Steakhouses. Oh, the, okay. That chain. So, yeah, he gets his jersey retired in a Saltgrass Steakhouse. That would be awesome. Beautiful. That would be awesome. Well, underrated, is it going to matter as much to James Harden? It's not the first time he's had his jersey retired. It's not the no, first. It's not the first it's, Raptors he's going to hang from. Right. It'll be the first in a place that doesn't have strippers. So. Oh, okay. We're just, <laughs> right. okay. We're just. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there it is. Yeah, James Harden, 29 points, 14 assists, 10 boards, and a triple-double. John Wall had 36 tonight. And Victor Oladipo had 33 in the loss to the Nets. The Charlotte Hornets get a win in Minnesota, 135 to 102. 135. Did they double up the Thunder? Right, quick math? No? No, they did not. Just kidding. No. Almost. No. no. Almost. They close. got close. Close to Philly. Up. What did Philly have? It had to be 156. 131, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, 156. Just yeah. kidding. Feels like they Has to be a half of an all star game. Feels like they doubled up. Um,. What did LaMelo Ball do? That's all anyone cares about. 19 points, 5 assists, 7 boards for LaMelo. It's winning basketball for LaMelo. Winning basketball. Carl Anthony Towns is back. 16 points, 15 boards for him in the loss. And the Timberwolves just can't stop losing. Did you all see that picture of uh, Carl Anthony Towns, J.J. Watt, and Kyler Murray? (laughs) Kyler Murray posted that on Twitter when J.J. Watt signed with the Texans. And it's like, Kyler, you're not doing yourself any favors. None at all. I mean, those we'll are already next tall to a seven foot tall guy, <laughs> yeah, like a six six guy. Yeah, it's like, it's Kyler, someone his his guy or his his gal, whatever it is, that runs his enti- media entity should have been like, ah, not not this one, not this one, not this one. Maybe but, he proudly represents the Lollipop Guild. You know what I mean? Like, fair enough. He's a short king. <laughs> going to be MVP someday. The song popped in my head from Wizard of Oz. You're welcome. I, I, I won't be able to sleep tonight. The <laughs> Chicago Bulls win in New Orleans tonight, 128-124. to Zach Levine with 36 points lead the way for the Bulls. And Zion Williamson, 28 points, 9 boards, 5 assists. Should we call Chisholm and get his thoughts? On, On Chicago, um, of course. Laurie didn't play. So. Okay, never mind. Yeah, so he wouldn't care. Not worth it. He wouldn't care. He would care about Thomas Sadoransky, though. Um, <laughs> the the uh, couple games going on. The uh, Sacramento Kings are leading the Los Angeles Lakers right now with just under two minutes left in the third. Buddy Bucket. To 84. And the Warriors are ahead right now with two and a half minutes left in the third. 74 to 79 over the Trailblazers. Go, GSW. That Go. was around the association. Says the Thunder fan. Can I bring this full circle from, I think, one of the first things we said on the, the show tonight? You must. We, we were talking about aliens in New Mexico. You must. This comes from our dear friend Baker Mayfield just minutes ago uh, from his Twitter account. And this is Baker Mayfield, quote, Almost 100% M, his wife Emily, and I just saw a UFO drop straight out of the sky on our way home from dinner. We stopped and looked at each other and asked if either of us saw it. Very bright ball of light going straight down out of the sky towards Lake Travis. Anybody else witness this? Was it aliens or was it just simply a meteorite coming into the atmosphere and for a split second it's a shooting star, quote unquote, you make a wish, you move on with your life and you, your wishes don't come true and then you find out that you know life is it's a sad mirage of a 
thing. I was told from a young age, mostly by the Lizzie McGuire movie, that a dream is a wish your heart makes. So you still have time, Brady. Dream big. Maybe I can unsee that game we watched. I doubt that. I don't think that's possible. Just go through the go through the replies of that Baker Mayfield tweet. <laughs> Twitter's on fire tonight. It's well, so they, funny. Twitter, man. Uh, when it's great, it's great. There's nothing better. When it's bad, ooh. more like Quaker Mayfield with all the <laughs> alien conspiracy theories. <laughs> Boy, that Baker Mayfield talking about aliens. Just play the X-Files theme. Uh, Guys, Oklahoma City plays San Antonio tomorrow night. Is there... I mean, what do we expect? I mean, the Thunder just came back and beat the Spurs, what, a week and a half or so ago. The Spurs are a fifth fifth seed in the West. Certainly a better team than Oklahoma City. uh, But they're going into the All-Star break, too, so I don't know what the give-a-crap meter is going to look like for San Antonio. But you would hope, Ryan, that Oklahoma City has a little bit more to show going into the All-Star break considering what we just saw tonight. Yeah, this is one of those games that if you weren't if you're asleep at the wheel or anything like that, it, it should be a major wake-up call. They're going to have to bring their own energy again though. Hamadou Diallo out till the other side of the All-Star break. So you're not going to have that guy. So I'm interested to see who steps up to, to be that spark plug. I think No, you're not. It Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, you got me. <laughs> All right, Matt, what you got? <laughs> But it could be as simple, like we said earlier, Shea Gildas-Alexander hitting one or two more shots and, and guys feeling confident. Um, Lou Dort, he comes out, and if he gets hot early from deep, he's he's one of those streaky shooters that they can get it going. But let's see what Ty Jerome can do. Do we think Greg Popovich is tossing out the game plan and just saying, I must stop Ty Jerome? That's, did, what, I'm, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Saying, Ty I Jerome, must get Ty Jerome on my team. Did Ty Jerome feel snubbed from the Rising Stars roster? <laughs> yeah, he saw he's that. Taking he, was like, it out, yeah. he was like, watch this about the ball. Taking out his frustrations. <laughs> I mean, in that same vein, uh, Matt, I mean, do you think Lou Dort saw that he was on the Rising Stars challenge and thought, I don't need to play this year anymore? <laughs> I'm a made man. I'm a made man. That's exactly what he was thinking. He's like showing up to practice in a limo. That's exactly what (laughs) he was thinking. Is this Lou Dort's only year of eligibility left for the Rising Stars? Because it's first and second year players. Right. But he only played not even half a year, really. What, 30 something games last year? Like, we've made that exception with, you know, Blake Griffin for the rookie of the year, Joel Simmons, Joel Embiid, like guys like that. Uh, is there any petition to get Lou Dort into an actual Rising Stars game so that we could see just any defense on All Star Weekend? They should just. Mm. I mean, it's the rising as long stars as you're no, This was the perfect year. They're not playing the game. They don't want defense in an all star game. This is the perfect year. They're like, oh, we'll throw Lou Dort in there, a little honorary thing, just because we know he's going to lock someone up. Put him on Lamelo Ball. We don't Put him to- on Lamelo Ball <laughs> and just trash. Everyone clear him. out one on one. Just let them play one on one. No, did uh, the thund- did the Thunder play Lamelo Ball when they played Charlotte to start the year off? Was he? Yeah, was yes. he, he was coming off. The he bench. was coming off the bench, yeah. playing like twenty minutes. Yeah, that was the Mikhail Bridges like just went off right yeah. at the and end. I think, and like, George I Hill think, didn't miss a shot to the last two. Yeah, minutes. he was yeah seven of eight from the floor. I mean, better times, better times. Yeah, for Lamelo Lamelo is going to be rookie of the year and by far because this. I mean, we we called it. When Tyrese dra- Halliburton's the only one that's even close. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, we called it going he's into still the draft. Not really that close. We called it going in the draft last summer, but that is that was a bad draft. Yes, it was a bad draft. When and I, and since he's uh, been starting, he's averaging like twenty a game. Yeah, <laughs> is this yeah, gonna he's, be? He's going off. Is this just as bad as the Michael Kidd uh, Gilchrist rookie class? Uh, that one had Anthony Davis, though. I'm pretty sure at the start. And he didn't win just because was he just hurt that year? Yeah. 
Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, he was hurt. Yikes. But yeah, that was a bad draft. The uh, the other draft, the one where Steven Adams got picked 12, that was a bad draft. But it it's only good. It was a bad draft at the top. It was only good because Giannis panned out. Rudy Gobert panned out. They were picked 15 and 27. So Hope for Thunder hope. fans. Yes. That Golden State pick. Oh, I hope that pans out. Well, because that Miami Heat pick is uh, it's looking... Yeah, that's going to be it, in it the fluctuates. 20s. It fluctuates. It, it went from <laughs> this is going to be a top three pick to <laughs> oh here I guess Miami's going to turn on a little bit to oh never mind they're they're still not as good as we thought. Hey, yeah, it'll be yeah. Oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, the dream of one, two, and twenty-one is still alive. <laughs> it is still, still alive and well. Come on, Warriors! I didn't think I'd ever say that again. Oh, they're still good. Steph Curry's balling. No, oh, yeah, he is. Uh, quick, Ryan MVP of this season. Go. Matt Burton. LeBron James. <laughs> there you go. Not just, Steph Curry, not Joel Embiid. Yeah, I just, I just sad KD kind of got hurt a little bit, so LeBron. I don't know. Is that voter fatigue? Am I, am I falling into well, the trap? No, because he hasn't won it in, ever, and he should. He should. Yeah. As somebody who um, is very critical of Joel Embiid just because I know what I'm going to see in the postseason and I'm not looking forward to it, but at least at this point, he has balled out this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, yeah. What was the stat? He's got how many 40? Is it 40, 40 and, and 15s? He's got five of them. The rest of the league has four. I know. I think it's <laughs> nine, and the rest of the league has oh, eight. Okay. Combined. Sorry. Apologies. Yeah. I, my numbers are all over the place awful. He he has more than the rest of the league combined of two massive numbers. Yeah. So. It's so big. Matt, any final thoughts? <laughs> no. I don't want to talk about this game ever again. Well, fair enough. Ryan, final thoughts? I do enjoy the Joel Embiid Mountain Dew commercials, but yeah, I, I dislike the player, dislike the person. Well, don't dislike the game. I don't. I, I, you hate the player, not the game. Yeah, well, we dislike this game. Uh, everybody, thank you so, so much for tuning in to the First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Sorry the Thunder lost, but don't worry. Like I said, they're back in action tomorrow night to hopefully uh, wash this bad taste out of everybody's mouth. But thanks again to Matt Burton at I am Matt Burton on Twitter. Uh, Ryan Chapman as well at Radio's Ryan. Shout out to Christine Butterfield who had a much needed night off. Uh, we will talk to her probably tomorrow. I will be away until Sunday, so you guys are probably, it's going to be the two of y'all with Christine perhaps tomorrow night following the Spurs game. Just look for it maybe on the podcast feed because OU Basketball is tipping off at 8 p.m. tomorrow. Every single minute of that here on the franchise, 7.30. Toby and the crew will get you going. Now I'm going to force you guys to stay. You're staying. I, I gotta be in the LNC. You're bro. all staying. I gotta be in the LNC. I gotta stuck. go. You're all stuck. Everybody, be good. Good night, Oklahoma.